All right, this afternoon we'll continue looking at our articles of faith or doctrinal statement, and particularly concerning the second one, which is the Holy Scriptures. We believe that the Holy Bible was written by men, divinely inspired. It, it has God for its author, salvation for its end, truth without any mixture of error for its matter. It is It reveals the principles by which God will judge us. It is and shall remain to the end of the world the true center of Christian union. It is the supreme standard by which all human conduct, creeds, and opinions shall be tried. So having looked at the previous ones concerning the Holy Scriptures being the inspired Word of God, divinely men, holy men, divinely inspired of God, wrote as the Holy Spirit breathed on them, and having looked at that it is a, a perfect treasure, it has God for its author, salvation for its end, truth without any mixture of error for its matter, it reveals the principles by which God will judge the world, and that's where we ended up last week, having looked at all those other statements concerning it. A statement begins with, it is and shall remain to the end of the world the true center of Christian union. Word union means to be unified as one, to be together as one. And definitely this assembly, this body of Christ is to be that. And the Apostle Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, gives us much instructions concerning that. Turn with me to the book of 1 Corinthians in chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 10, where we read, Now I beseech you, brethren, this is one of the beseechings of the Apostle Paul. He beseeches them, brethren, saved, children of God, and therefore they are brothers in Christ. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
that ye all speak the same thing, and that there be no division among you, but ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment, that there be no divisions, that there be no schisms, that you all speak the same thing, the same word. We're going to look at other passages of Scripture that will deal with it and give us insight into what that is, but it is, if we're all speaking the Word of God, the Word of God in truth, then we're all speaking the same thing. The Word of God does not divide you and I, does not divide the Christian the Word of God unites the Christian together as one. And he says that we be perfectly joined together in the same mind. And, and that's what the Word of God will do. It will give us the same mind. The Holy Spirit is, is indwelling us. And the Holy Spirit is, is leading us and guiding us and teaching us, teaching us from the Word of God. Teaching us the Word of God. And so, not be separated or divided by following the Word of God, but we will be unified. We'll be together as one. Turn with me to the book of Psalms. book of Psalms and chapter 133 and you may know where I'm going already. Psalms 133 and verse 1. We read this. Behold. Behold. How good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. That's what pleases that's what God's desire is, that we, that we dwell together in unity, that we be together as one in Him. Now, turn with me to the book of Ephesians. In a passage of Scripture that we studied as we went through the book of Ephesians, and you might say we took our time on this fourth chapter, and especially on these verses. Ephesians chapter 4, and well, let's begin reading with verse 1. We'll read down through verse 6, where we read... I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, that ye walk worthy of the calling wherewith you've been called, that ye walk suitable as, as becoming to the calling which you have received. And now he tells us what how that walk is to be. 
that will be according to our calling, that will be uh, suitable to the calling that we have been called. He said, with all lowliness and meekness. In other words, we're to walk humbly. We're not, we're not to exalt ourselves over someone else in the assembly. This is a church epistle written to the church at Ephesus. And so we are not to exalt ourselves over one another in the assembly. Walk in all lowliness and meekness with long-suffering. Are we long-suffering with one another? Forbearing one another in love. Holding one another up in love. A Christian love. Sacrificial love. We sacrifice ourselves. We sacrifice our own fleshly body, our own fleshly desires and passions to lift up someone else. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. If you remember, we said that the Spirit of God does not lead us to be divided. The Spirit of God does not lead in disunity. The Spirit of God, if we're all, if I'm following the Spirit of God, you're following the Spirit of God, then we're walking as one. We're minding the same thing. We're of one mind. We're unified. We're as one. In the bond of peace. It is unity. The Spirit. The Spirit of unity. The Holy Spirit is the bond of peace. We'll be at peace with one another and being at peace with one another we'll be at peace with God we'll be at peace with the Lord Jesus Christ because we know that we're walking as he would have us to walk in unity there is one body one spirit even as ye are called in one hope of your calling given this example of that unity unit one walk as as one because one body. This is the body of Christ and we walk as one body. Don't want to re-preach the thoughts and messages from this portion of Scripture, but as this body here, this human body is one and, and we don't find it not walking as one body. I mean, uh, we're my left leg goes, my right follows right behind it, or where my right my left follows right behind and the whole body goes with it. Walking as one, and that is the way his family, the way the body of Christ is to walk as one. Unity. Unified. And one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of you're calling one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. 
and one God and his will. He has revealed to us in his word. And we are to be walking thereby. And if each one of us will strive to walk according to the word of God, we'll be walking as one. We'll be walking in unity. The word of God unifies us. It doesn't separate and divide. Philippians, the book of Philippians in chapter 2, and verses 1 and 2. Again, the apostle says, Philippians, if there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the, the same love, being of one accord. <laughs> there's, there's that unity. That, uh, and of one mind. You see, the Word of God, the Spirit of God, leads in unity, does not separate it, does not divide us. Chapter 3 and in verse 16, he enumerates on it. Then, chapter 3 of Philippians and verse 16, Nevertheless, whereto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us mind the same thing. Walk by the same rule. What rule would you follow? Are we to follow my rule? Are we to follow your rule or your rule or your rule? Or your rule? <laughs> no. We're to follow this rule. This is our rule. We say this is our rule of faith and practice. This is where we go to see what we're to believe and where we go to see how to walk, how we're to behave, how we're to conduct ourselves. And that's in essence what the Holy Spirit is teaching us or was teaching to the Philippians and teaching uh, to us here in verse 16 of this third chapter. Turn with me now to the book of 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 11. Now, I've been saying that it's according to the Word. The Word of God doesn't separate, it doesn't divide. It unifies. Well, this is what Peter said here in the fourth chapter of the book of 1 Peter. In verse 11, 
If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. Let him be according to the word of God. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. And if any man minister, serve, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom he prays and demands forever and ever. You see, when we're, when we're walking together as one, and we're speaking, we're all speaking the word of God. We're on the same page. We're minding the same rule. God is glorified. God is honored. And I, I tell you, many times in, in many of our churches, God is not honored. God is not glorified. Because you've got a handful of people and maybe more that are walking according to their rule, according to their principles. They're not speaking the Word of God. They're speaking their own ideas and pleasures. Colossians 3 is, gives us an, admo uh, an admonishment here. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 16. You see, it's the Word of God. As each of us are heeding the preaching of the Word, reading the Word, studying the Word, then we walking as God would have us to walk, and if each one of us are doing that, then we're walking in unity. And so, Colossians we read in verse 16, Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly, in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Let the Word of, of God, let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. How am I going to do that? By heeding the preaching of the Word, reading of the Word, and study of the Word. Let it be become focus. Let it become my every thought. Let it become the path I walk. You, the same, the preaching of the Word, the reading and the studying of the Word. Count it, as we said last week, precious. Count it valuable. <laughs> Count it sweeter than honey from the And walk in its paths and its ways. And I, I guarantee you, I assure you, that if we're all doing that, we'll walk as one. We'll be in unity. It's what the Word of God promotes and brings forth in our lives. So it is the true center of Christian union. Each, each one 
would be centered around the Word of God. Their thoughts, their words, and their actions. It would promote unity. Now, it is the supreme standard by which all human conduct, creed, so, we don't use too much anymore. The word creed simply means articles of faith. It, it is the word of God where we, where we get our articles of faith. We said when we started this, these articles of faith are not to supersede the word of God, but these articles of faith ought to be based on truth in the word of God that we have found in the word of God. And this is what the Grace Baptist Church believes is taught in the word of God through much reading and, and prayer and study. We come to understand that by the instruction of the Holy Spirit that it is. Not only is it the uh, supreme uh, guide and rule for uh, conduct and for articles of faith, but even opinions, our opinions, my opinion, your opinion, it ought to be tried. They ought to be proved by the Word of God. Is it thus saith the Lord? It used to be years ago that, that you would hear Men say when somebody would give their opinion concerning something, they say, what, uh, what book, chapter, and verse is that found? And if you wouldn't give them a book, a chapter, and a verse to back up your opinion, then they didn't want you to say any more. Your opinion, your opinion, my opinion is worthless. This is what counts. This, this is what we're going to be tried by. The Word. The Word of God at the judgment seat of Christ. And those who stand at the great white throne judgment, this is what they're going to be tried by. The Word of God. Turn with me. To the book of Acts. The book of Acts in chapter 17. Look with me at verse 11 here. We ought to be like these Bereans of old. These were the Bereans. We're more known than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the Word, the Word of God, they received it, they took it to themselves, in all readiness of mind, I mean, they, their minds were prepared, they were ready, they were hungry for the Word of God, and the Word of God went forth, the priest, it was proclaimed, and they took it to themselves. They took it into their hearts. And look what they did with it. 
and search the scriptures daily whether those things were so verifying verifying in the scriptures that they had verifying the words that were preached and proclaimed to them what happens when 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 the preacher preaches the word of god from the word of god and he preaches the word of god and and members of that assembly, that body, they take that word and they go home and they begin to study it in, in the Bible. What, what happens? They make it theirs. They make it theirs. It becomes, it becomes not a preference. There's preferences come and go. We can change our preferences. But it becomes a conviction. When it, when it becomes a conviction... You'll live by it. You'll die by it. Because it's the word of God. And that's what we need to do. We need to do as these Bereans did. First of all, show an eagerness and readiness for the word of God. And then receiving it. But then taking it home and studying it. And verifying the things which have been delivered unto us that it might be Ours that it might become not just a mere preference, but that it might become a conviction. Turn with me to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 2, in verse 1. We're going to read verses 1 through 5 here. My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thine heart to understanding if thou criest after knowledge and liftest up thy voice for understanding if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her for hid treasure, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. You want to you grow in grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus? Take the words. Take the word of God and, and do what, what these verses tell us to do. Take it to ourselves. Heed it. Search Count it as, as silver. Search it. Search for the word of God as, as a hid treasure. There's, do, we, do we know and understand that there are treasures hidden in the word of God? It doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian. It doesn't matter. How long you've read your Bible and studied your Bible? It doesn't matter how many years, a lifetime, there are still treasures in the Word of God. Remember what Brother France used to say? He said, if I knew, if I knew one tenth after 65 years of being saved and, and most of that time being a, a minister, a pastor, a missionary, 
if he knew one-tenth what was contained in this book, he'd be doing good. In other words, he doubted he even knew one-tenth what was in here. Isn't that amazing? That's, that speaks of the vastness of the Word of God and the treasure that it is to us. We need to be in it. We need to search it. Turn with me to the book of Psalms. Psalms chapter 1 and verses 2 and 3. This blessed man, this righteous man, this blessed man, this, this man who's blessed because he does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. He doesn't, he, he doesn't uh, stand in the way of sinners. He doesn't seat, sit in the seat of the scornful. He's a righteous man, and his, his walk is one of righteousness. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaves also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth, shall prosper. His way, the way that he walks is going to be a prosperous walk because he's, he's in the Word of God. The Word of God is his rule. His rule of faith and practice. His rule of, of what he should believe and, and his rule of how he should walk, how he should talk, how he should behave himself. Is it our rule? We say it's our rule for faith, but sometimes we're kind of lax on the walk. We're kind of lax on the practice. Oh, that the Word of God would really become our rule for faith and practice. Turn with me to the book of Luke. The book of Luke in chapter 16. <clears throat> and verse 29, and I find it kind of curious that I'm taking you here because this is the account of the rich man and Lazarus. Remember, they both died. And the rich man lifted up his eyes in hell. And seeing Abraham far off in the bosom of God, he, he begged for a, just a drop of water on his tongue that might cool that torment, cool that flame. And he begged that Abraham would send someone, someone to, to his brothers, and warn them, tell them of this awful place that they come not here. 
And Abraham said this to him. Abraham said to him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. They have, they have the scriptures. They have the holy scriptures. They have the word of God. Let them heed the word of God. Oh, that men would heed the preaching of the word of God, he said. It's the word of God that men needs to heed. It's the word of God that men needs to hear. It's the word of God that the Holy Spirit uses to bring about life eternal. Word of God that, that changes our behavior and causes us to walk pleasing to God. Second Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 5. We have this admonition. Examine yourselves. 2 Corinthians 13, 5. Examine yourselves. Whether ye be in the faith, prove your own selves. The proving is, is the walk, the path which we walk, the way in which we walk. Are we walking according to the Word of God? If we say we have faith, am I obeying the Word of God? Prove your own selves. You're not your own selves. How that Jesus Christ is in you. Now, unless you're a reprobate. <laughs> you see, those who truly have faith, the Lord Jesus Christ is in them. And our manner of life, our walk in this life, ought to manifest that we have the Lord Jesus Christ living in us. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 in verse 21 Prove all things. Hold fast which is good. <laughs> I, do I need to tell you what is good? <laughs> Hold fast the Word of God. This is good. Let God be true and every man a liar. This is good. It's good for me. It's good for my walk. It's good for you. It's good for your walk. Hold it fast. And everything, everything that you're about to do, Prove it by this. Um, four. Where we're going to go. Oh, if Jesus was with us, what we're going to do? Would we do it if Jesus was with us? What we say, 
would we say it if Jesus was with us? Don't you understand? He's with us. If you're His, you're in Him. And He's in you. He's with you. That ought to be our guide. That ought to be our, the Word of God will help us with that. Help us with what brings honor and glory unto Him. First John chapter 4. John chapter 4 and verse 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets, so it's obvious he's talking about false prophets and the spirit that they're guided by. It's the spirit of Satan. False prophets, because many false prophets are come out into the world. How, how are you going to try words of men? The words that men say, boy, I like him. He looks good and, and, and he's, he's got a smooth and nice delivery. But what are his words saying? Is his words line up with the word of God? Or does he take a portion of Scripture, one or two verses or three verses, and pull it completely out of context to make it fit his theology? But with what he's making it fit with, it's contrary to other portions of the Word of God. There's no contradictions in this book. Any man take one or two passages of Scripture out and make it say anything they want to say. You must have the whole word, the whole context eventually to weigh it by. That's what we're being admonished in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 1. And last of all, closing our thoughts on the Holy Scriptures, turn with me to the book of Isaiah. And this is a blessed portion of Scripture. You've probably heard it quoted many times. Isaiah chapter 8. I don't know if I said 40. I probably did say 40. But I want chapter 8. In verse 20. Isaiah chapter 8 and verse 20. To the law. And to the testimony. They speak not according to this word. Whole book. If they speak not according to this word. It is because there is no light in them. <laughs> That's how you try the spirits. That's how you try these charlatans. These false prophets that have come into the world and that abound all over. They're all around us. You try it by the law and the testimony. If they speak not according to the whole book, <laughs> what they're saying must be not 
agreement with one passage that they've taken out of context, but it must be in agreement with the whole book of the Word of God. So, that is our belief concerning the Holy Scriptures and the verses that we have listed with them. Shall we stand